Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Today's episode is brought to you by ETB Games. ETB Games is, of course, our locals in Alexandria, Louisiana. They are our one-stop shop for all of our card game needs. They have singles and sealed product for the games that you love, like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Magic the Gathering, and Pokemon. Of course, you can also find the accessories that you need, such as sleeves, binders, playmats, and more. And if you're into D&D, well, they have all of your D&D figurines, the paint for the figurines, dice, books, and anything that you would need to play. So, be sure to check out ETB Games. There's a link in the description down below. And now, back to today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name, of course, is Sonny. I'm here with my co-host, Caleb. Hello! And, of course, before we get too far in, we want to thank all of our wonderful sponsors. So, a huge, huge, huge thank you to, of course, ETB Games, who you had an ad read for right before this. And, of course, thank you to Gem Accessories with a discount code down below next to the link. Millennium Threads, who also has a discount code next to the link below. And, of course, Dragon Shield and TCG Player, who both have affiliate links down below. Now, of course, there is somebody that sponsors us much more directly than anybody else, which is the one and only Patreons. Woo! So, uh, I'm going to read off the Patreon names real quick, and if you want to have your name read off, you can always find a link down to our Patreon below. We have tiers as low as $1 a month starting out, and of course, if you get into the $5 and up tier, you get an extra episode every week, except for last week because of Caleb being sick, and... You also get, I think, the $5 and up tiers. If you stay there for three months, you get merch. Also, different kinds Ooh. of merch. T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, I think, at one point. So, let's go ahead and get on into it. And a huge thank you to all of our patrons, who are Kim Yang, Dragon Maid, Stunzied. Stunzied? Oh, wait. Caleb must get this. <laughs> you okay, Caleb? I don't get it. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. 
Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Zyphris, Yeet Defeat, AD, Blackwing, Silverwing, The Ascendant is the best Floodgate, Earth Machine, best deck, Epi, has anyone actually read Toy Vendor, HGH Cyber, I am McLincoln, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Quitting the Game is a Floodgate, Sprite Farter, The Top Cut Podcast is proudly sponsored by Mystic Mind, Unbanned Number 95, Konami, Understanding and Reading are two different things, Virtually Savior's World, Exo Sisters, best deck, no cap, Yes, I Still Play Beat Troopers, it's a fun deck, Rogue and Tier 2 are the polite terms for bad deck. Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, Drink Every Time Sunny Disagrees with Caleb, Forget Yu-Gi-Oh! Waifus, Chandra Nalar is the only waifu a person should have. Isn't that right, Caleb? Okay. 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 How how did they know? <laughs> For Hire, Dog Turd, Herios, Pebble Cereal, <laughs> Jerry Beans, Man, King, King Henry, Meow Meow, I'm a Silly Mannequin Cat, <laughs> Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Ray Powell, and Slaking It Up. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast, of course. Now, uh, today we are going to be doing a little bit of discussion regarding... We're going to have some new cards that we're going to discuss, and we are also going to do a little bit of discussion about the OCG metagame. Woo! So... We like to do OCG metagame discussions every now and then. We haven't done one in a while, probably six, eight months, a year, it's close to something like that. Something like that, yeah. It's crazy to think now that we've been doing this long enough that we have episodes that we haven't done for a year. Oh, yeah. The fact that we haven't had to repeat them for like a year. Well, to be fair, we're not, we also don't really do OCG stuff very often. Right, Or even right. look at the OCG very often. Yes. So that's the best part of it. Yeah, that's a lot of it, really. So, let's go ahead and talk about some new cards. So, we're going to start with a new V-Jump promo card. This is called the uh, Sacred Sheep Tree Baromet. It is a rank 4 Earth Plant Exceeds Effect Monster with 1900 attack and 2000 defense. Materials is 2 plus level 4 monsters. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, you can detach one, mate one material from this card, then target one normal trap in your graveyard, place it on the bottom of the deck, then draw one card. Two, if a normal trap card is activated, you can detach one Xyz material from a monster you control, and if you do, special summon one level 4 monster from your hand. No, this, this feels a lot like a Labyrinth card. It, it's supposed to be for Trap Trick. Oh, that makes sense. Plant. That uh, makes a lot of sense. No, this card is named after the Baro uh, Baro Baromets. Baromets, yeah. A fictional plant said to grow goats and sheep as its fruit from medieval bestiaries and the goat-headed idol Baphomet, heavily associated with demonic imagery and the Knights Templar, in order of knights associated with banking and not that much more importantly, the Crusades. Mostly banking. Yeah. Fun fact, the Knights Templar were the world's first banking system. Really? Mm hmm So no, no shot. Okay, so with the Knights Templar's primary uh, function was that you could go to a chapter of the Knights Templar, give them your gold, and they'd give you a sheet of paper that says how much gold you've banked with them. Then you could take it out to Jerusalem and then get your gold out from there. It, the idea of banks began as long ago as 1800 BC Babylon. In those days, moneylenders made loans to people. In Greece and Rome, banks made loans and accepted deposits, and they also changed money. Hmm. Boy, if they do not mention the Knights Templar, they are doing them dirty. 
Yeah, they don't mention them at all. Have the Knights Templar supposedly been around for like 3,000 years? No. Well, this is 1800 BC. No. The Knights Templar were like the Crusades of the yeah, 1000s. Yeah, but this says the they, banks began in, Hold on. in the 1800s. I'm gonna. I mean, listen. You 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 call something like that. I'm the Knights Templar said depositors bank banker banks and gained enormous financial influence. The banking system allowed religious pilgrims to deposit assets in their home countries and withdraw funds from the Holy Land. Okay, so it's more of a. They are more of a. Deposit one place, withdraw from another place. Interesting. One of the earliest forms of an ATM. Interesting. They developed innovative financial techniques that were an early form of banking, building a network of nearly a thousand commanderies and fortifications across Europe and the Holy Land, and arguably forming the world's first multinational corporation. Huh. Fascinating, isn't it? Interesting. In my opinion, that's more interesting than whatever than whatever Assassin's Creed was doing with the Knights Templar. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but this says it started in like the 1100s. Yeah, the early Crusades. 1100s. Yeah, Deus Volt, brother. Okay, well, regardless, this feels like I guess it's Trap Trick support, which goes into our next set of cards, which is cards from the new Trap Trick st structure deck. Woo! So it's just like us to go to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh cards and end uh, up talking about the Knights Templar. Part of that is entirely due to me being a cesspool of completely useless knowledge. I wouldn't call it a cesspool of useless knowledge, just a, a wealth of useless knowledge. A deep bog. I mean, I have a lot of useless knowledge, too. I guess it's just about different things. Fair. I, I'm incredibly adept at geography and sports trivia. That's entirely fair. I am not. Yeah. Hold on. So you're a swamp of knowledge. I'm a bog of knowledge. So, like, really close, but not quite the same. Bingo. And overall think, useless to do things with. I think the difference is pH level. Um, I think it's more about bogs are more like, to me in my head, a bog is more like mud filled and a swamp is more like trees with water growing up into the trees and stuff, you know? The difference is that bogs have peat moss. Okay, yeah, so it's like soft ground. No, swamps no. don't have any ground. No, 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 no. Swamps have ground. They have mud banks. Okay. The, but really, but but literally, if you introduce peat moss into a swamp, it is now a bog. According to a cursory Google search. So a swamp has woody plants, though. Fair. And bogs have spongy peat moss deposits. Yes. But if I showed you a picture of a swamp and a picture of a bog, I'm just going to say you would have a very, very hard time telling the difference. Oh, yeah. No, it's one of those things where you Okay, just... let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. um, bogs have peat moss. Mm -hmm. Swamps have woods. What about a marsh? Okay, so I th I think a <laughs> marsh would have less, like, trees, uh -huh. but more grasses. Okay. That's that's fair. But, like, grass, that doesn't really have, like, a solid ground. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 like yeah. Like, the yeah. kind of stuff that they run airboats over? Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. So, like, like planes over the water. There's a fourth type that goes in this, by the way. It's called a fin. A fin? Mm-hmm. 
in a nutshell, they're all different types of wetlands. Are you on the Dixon County Conservation Board website? No, I'm on a different website that's about like... Fen. They're fed, are peatlands and are fed by groundwater. Okay, here. Which makes them less acidic than bogs. Marshes are nutrient-rich wetlands that support a variety of reeds and grasses, while swamps are defined by their ability to support woody plants and trees. Bogs are characterized by their poor soil and high peat, while fens have less peat and more plant life than a bog. All right, then. Fascinating. All right, let's 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 get back into Yu-Gi-Oh! All right, let's talk about the new Trap Tricks cards, which is... Wow, actually spell cards, okay. More plants. Uh, Trap Tricks Pudisa? Pudica? Pudica. Pudica, don't look it up in Spanish. Um, <laughs> level 4 earth plant effect monster, 900 attack, 1900 defense. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. 1. When this card is normal summoned, you can add one Trap Tricks Orchard from your deck to your hand. 2. If this card is special summoned, you can target one opponent's special summoned monster. Banish it, and if you do during the next standby phase, your opponent can special summon one of their banished monsters, three unaffected by the effects of whole trap cards. Note, this name is this card is named after Nepenthes Pudica, a type of pitcher plant. Alright. She looks you, like a pitcher plant. I'll let you catch the next two, because oh. I did the last two. Alright, we have Trap Tricks Orchard, a field spell. Every archetype's gotta have a field spell, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can only see third effect once per turn. One, during your main phase, you can normal summon a trap tricks monster. In addition to your normal summoner set, you can only gain this effect once per turn. Of course. Double summon for trap tricks every turn. Uh, two, the first time you're, each of your insect or plant monsters to be destroyed by battle, they are not. Okay. Okay. Three, you can banish a monster from your one monster you control to special summon a trap tricks from your hand or graveyard. Okay, so this 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 card does a lot. It does a lot a lot. Yeah, so the extra normal summon basically ensures that you can get into your trap tricks Xyz monsters Ex- every turn. Especially Reflacia. I don't think they run Reflacia. Surprising. I thought I figured she'd be one of the better ones. No, they run the other ones. I think Reflacia is like the generic card that any any level it, four deck runs. Fair. But it doesn't actually do a ton level for the Earth. deck. She specifically requires Earth. Yeah, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like it's like it's like the level four card that all kinds of decks love to run. But it's not run that much within the archetype itself. Fair. Kind of like... Uh, I'm trying to think of another example. My fir- my, fir- my brain immediately goes to like... Uh, cockroach? Cockroach? Uh, Steel Swarm Roach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah similar. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Alright, cool. Next up, we have Traps Tricks Allure. Oh, I- and also, the first time you- one of your monsters will be destroyed yeah. by battle, it's not... It's a big deal because that's kind of one of the big weaknesses of the deck mm-hmm. is that if they leave their dinky little dinky little uh, chicks out on field, yeah, then the best thing to do a lot of times is just to normal summon something before you combo, run it over, and then try to do your stuff in main phase too. Yeah, like just for reference, Pudica has one of the highest def- has one of the highest defense ads I've seen on a Trap Tricks at nineteen hundred. Yeah. So. Um, and then of course, now here's the thing: it's not just your trap tricks; it's all it's all your insect and plants, which all the trap tricks are. Yeah. And then of course, you know, if you, you can banish a monster, you control special trap tricks from your graveyard hand or graveyard, which is always good. Yeah. All right. All next right. up, we have trap tricks allure, which I assume is allure of darkness, but for trap tricks. A uh, normal close. spell. You can only use first, second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One discard a level four plant insect or plant, or a normal trap. Draw two cards. Very similar. And also very playable in a deck like Labyrinth. 
Uh, no. N no, it is. Because it's a level four plant or insect or a normal trap. Draw two cards. Yeah. Uh, two, you can banish this card from your graveyard. Target one of your banished level four insect or plants. Or one of your banished normal traps. Place it on bottom. Still playable. Yeah, this card's... It's a solid card all around. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, the it'll also have reprints of... All the trap trick stuff. Yeah, Galicia, Vesculio, Gadarla, Kamungus, Resonance Insect... I'm not reading any of them off. No, no, those are just the big ones that I was okay. going to mention. Oh, I say I, I cannot handle some oh. of the trap tricks names. Oh, uh, Grave Digger Trap Hole is also going to reprint Alamaris, uh, Kulara, Power Packs. Want to have Sarah in it? She's kind of expensive. Uh, no, I don't think she is. She used to be. I don't think she is. Fair enough. Anymore. I haven't looked at her in five ever. Yeah, it's just another listen, card now. Listen, last time I looked at Sarah, um, Reflacious were expensive. Uh, yeah, so Sarah got a reprint in Magnificent got Mavens, it, actually. Got it, got it, So, the secrets are still $15, but the ultra rares are, like, a dollar. So. But, like, like, last time I looked at her, though, Reflations were expensive. They are also not expensive. Anymore. Yeah. All right, so, now let's hit these last two cards. These are from the... Zexel and Vrain's cross-character cards. Yes. So, basically, it's where they took two archetypes like an archetype from Frank's archetype from Zaxel and just gave them both a card that works for both of them yeah that's also a fusion of them it's kind of cool so the first one is last hope numbers this is a normal spell card and it is always treated as a galaxy eyes card you can only activate one card with this card's name per turn one pay half your life points then target two monsters in your graveyard for the rest of this turn after this card resolves you can only special summon monsters from the extra deck once not counting this card's effect also Special summon both targeted monsters, but their effects are negated, and if you do, immediately after this effect resolves, XC summon one number monster using only those two monsters. Cool. It's 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 a combination of um of of course the galaxy eye stuff, but then it's also kind of what the uh uh onomatopoeia deck was trying to do. Sort of, yeah. It's just a Zexel deck. It's yep. a Zexel card. Next up we have Bullet Coder, or as it's gonna be translated to in the TCG, Rocket Coder. Level 4 Dark Cybers Effect Monster, 1700 attack, 300 defense. You can only use the first and third effect of this card's name each once per turn. 1. If a Cybers monster you control will be used as Link Material for a Code Talker monster, this card in your hand can also be used as Material. Yeah, we've seen those. That's pretty Busted. good. Busted. 2. If this card is used for the Link Summon of a Boral monster, it is treated as a Dragon. Yeah, of course. 3. If this card you control would be used as Link Material for a Boral monster, you can also use a Dark monster in your hand as Material. That's insane. That's a really good card for Dragon League. That's not even a dragon. I mean, it's just a good it's a good card for a couple of different decks. Oh, definitely. Anything that tries to make Code Talkers or Boral Monsters for yeah. any reason. I gotta say, some one of my favorite things about this particular product, it comes with some re reprints of some just a bunch of different stuff, some Adagnister stuff, mm -hmm. some uh, Gusto, some Destiny Hero, DDD, mm -hmm. uh, Nordic, Galaxy, Gishki. Uh, a secret rare rocket tracer. Yeah. The cool things, though, are the special sleeves that you can mm -hmm. get with this product. So you can get two different kinds of sleeves. One is Kurikara Divine Carnate, and one is uh, Divine Arsenal AA Zeus Sky Thunder. And then also you can get some special field center cards, which are, one is this kind of like cool blue and lightning design and the other one's kind of like a green lightning design and the really cool part about it is that the top corner of the field center is a little bit bigger 
That way it can be used as a deck divider too. Mm -hmm. On top of also being a field center. Right. And I actually, I have one of these that is made like this. Um, and it's, it's, it's extremely handy. Mm -hmm. And then the boxes are cool too. And it comes with some cool dice and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So, all right. So with all of that said, let's get on into the OCG meta. Oh boy. Let's see what's happening over on the other side of the pond. Before we do, we should mention the TCG event that happened this weekend. Ooh, definitely. So over the weekend, we did have the um, YCS. Um, starts with a D. It was in Germany. Oh, uh, I just saw. I just looked at the name not 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 a minute ago. Well, now it's gonna bother me. Yes, yes, it is. Let's see, YCS Dortmund. Dortmund. Okay, so we had YCS Dortmund Germany this weekend, and not surprisingly, the event was dominated by Ishizu Tierlament. So, when we look at the overall representation numbers for the full, I think it was 2,500 participants. Yeah. Very big event. So you have 28% Ishizu Tierlament, 14% Sprite, 10% Fluanderese, 5% Branded Despia, 3% Exosister, 3% Tierlament, 2% Draco Slayer, and 35% Other. Now, as far as the translation to Top Cut, this tournament did cut to Top 64. And for your Top 64, you have 71% Ishizu Tierlament. Still tier zero. Yes. 11% Fluanderese. 6% Sprite or Sprite Tierlament. 3% Runic. 3% Madolce. 2% Draco Slayer. 2% Naturia Runic. 2% Mystic Mind Burn. And that was your entire top cut. Yep. So basically you had one piece of Mystic Mind Burn, Naturia Runic, and Draco Slayer. Mm -hmm. Two Madolce, two Runic. Maybe four sprite sprite tier lament. Yeah. Maybe seven or eight fluanderies, and then everything Earth, else yeah. is just Ishizu tier. Yep. Yeah, the deck is very, very tier zero. It's not even like it's not a question. A question. Yeah. yeah. I am I am glad to see the Medolce in there though. That that's really cool. So I do want to mention a little bit and a huge congratulations to your first place finisher and mm -hmm. I, I hate to say this. I don't know his name. It wasn't posted really anywhere that I can find. Yeah. Um, I do know that there was a little bit of a squabble in top four with the time rules. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ooh, some drama. Spill the tea. Well, I know this tea's lukewarm because it's probably been hours now, but... And by the time this comes out, it'll be two days old. Yeah. But, so, essentially, um, Josh Schmidt, who... Um, Josh Schmidt won uh, he won the previous YCS that was in the UK or in the EU which I believe was YCS um, gosh this is going to bother me now um, he just won a YCS like a couple of uh, like a month ago he won a YCS uh, there's a lot of people I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's gonna bother me now. <laughs> oh well, it's 
Yeah. Josh Schmidt won a YCS. YCS Utrecht. Oh, okay. I believe. So, yeah, YCS Utrecht. All right, so Josh Smith, who is a three-time YCS champion, who won YCS Utrecht of just, like, literally, like, three or four weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. And he's in top four at this YCS, Dortmund, which is, I mean, we're talking three or four weeks later, which is an incredible back-to-back performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he is playing in top four, and in game three, his opponent played his... People are saying that his opponent, who went on to win the tournament, his opponent played his turn kind of slowly, checked his graveyard multiple times, things like that, when he had nothing that he could do, and then passed turn to Josh. And then time got called while Josh was in his draw phase, when he had more than enough monsters on board to go directly into battle and attack for game, and he would have won. But Josh, in his eternal graciousness posted on twitter afterwards also i do not feel i got robbed in top four at all i misplayed game one so badly and deserved to lose because of it in the moment it sucked because without time i easily win that game three but it's part of the game nerves got me in game one and i got punished we try again next time it is an incredibly incredibly um humble Mm -hmm. response it's an incredibly humble way to approach the the event and the final minutes of his run and i do want to give credit to him for getting top four and also credit to the winner for toughing out such a huge huge event and winning it all heck yeah heck yeah i'm almost positive it was a shizu tier that won the event again i haven't really seen any of the final coverage because yeah EU YCSs, they normally post the full deck breakdown as well as the top 64 breakdown, but they don't really post the top... They didn't, This time, they didn't post top 32, 16, 8, yeah. 4 at finals and champion. Normally, they post <clears throat> all of that, and they just didn't this time. They were probably just busy, things like yeah. that, a lot going on, but... Um, Ishizu tier is still very much a tier 0 here, and one of the cool developments that we've seen is the Shizu cards being splashed into other decks as well, like Madolce, mm-hmm. which is, I think an incredibly cool innovation. Oh yeah. Cause they're all earth fairies. Right. So also like the one Vernalizer. Yes. Burn itself. My bad. Burn itself. Yeah. Now we did have another YCS this weekend that most people aren't going to realize happened, which was YCS J YCS uh, championship series, Japan, in Osaka. This was held over the weekend, and this event had 3,000 participants. Yep. Which is an insane number. Now let's talk about the format. <laughs> this event was best of one. Oh my god, what? There was no side decking. This event was best of one. They had the entire event in one day. Mm. There was seven rounds of swiss for three thousand people and then they did top 64 and they did all of it in one day oh my god this sounds horrible for so many reasons hey they they pulled it off though this is horrible okay so first place Mm-hmm. At this event was flew under ease. 
No side deck. It makes sense. You could say that. Keep in mind, this deck is built a little bit differently over there. Mm -hmm. So you have two Empen, two Ryza, two Barry Such of the Stormwind, three Rubina, three Eagland, one Stree, one Toucan, two Dimension Shifter because Shifter is semi-limited over there. Mm -hmm. Three Max C. That's your monster lineup. You have three Quick Play, one Field Spell. The Field Spell is limited. Yep. Uh, one, I guess this is not the trap, but there's like a continuous spell card that looks like a sunset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, three extravagance, three duality, two prosperity because prosperity is semi-limited. Mm -hmm. Three swords of concealing light. That kind of makes a lot of sense, actually. It's just going to set your opponent's entire field. It just books your opponent. Your, that's all it's there for is to book your opponent's entire field. And then you can get into your Ryza and, and send things back to the top of their deck. Man, that's a nice filled in a gate you got there. It'd be a shame if I was just to book the entire field. It's amazing. Also, three Book of Moon, one Gold Sarcophagus, which makes sense, one Terraforming, and one Dreaming Town. Just craziness. Absolutely crazy. Okay. The second place list is something that is going to sit near and dear to Caleb's heart. Yeah. Labyrinth. Again, no side decking. Also, keep in mind that there's a couple of cards that the OCG has that we don't have yet. All right. So this Labyrinth list is running three Lady of the Labyrinth, right? Is that the one? I yeah, three Lady. Okay. Three Ariane. Ariane. The green one. The green one. One Field Spell. Two Extravagance, two Prosperity. Again, Prosperity is semi-limited. Mm -hmm. Three Welcome Labyrinth. Three Big, big Welcome, Welcome Labyrinth. Labyrinth. The, the trap card we don't have yet. Right. Three Compulse. Three Deep Barrier. Three Evenly Matched. Three... Two Trap Trick. Two Trap Trick. Two Dogmatic of Punishment. Two Terrors from the Underroot. Great card. Yeah. Two of a card that neither of us recognize. I think it's a new card that's coming out. A normal Trap Card, yeah. Three skill drain, three rivalry of warlords. No, goes in match. Three goes in match. Sorry. All right. And your extra deck has like a lot of punishment targets in it. It's got like your Intises. Mm -hmm. It's got, um, and then it's also got like Dugaris, a couple of Dingirisus, two Zombie Steins, all the rank eight stuff for mm -hmm. the lady. Uh, a Cerberus, a Phoenix, a Fergit, a Rugal. Two of the Tri Brigade Link 5 and a, an Underworld Goddess. I'm not sure exactly how they're utilizing the Tri Brigade Link 5, neither but it's cool. Neither do I, but... Yeah. Cool. And also, Exiton Knight, which I think is an incredibly cool tech. Oh, yes. In the year of our Lord, 2020. 2022. 2022. Yeah. Next, you have Kshatri Tier Limit, which is actually the best deck over there. Kshatri Tier Limit... Mm -hmm. It didn't win, but I mean, in top eight, you have one, let's see, two, three, three, three of top eight. And Almost we're missing, half. And we're missing a few lists. And yeah. that doesn't count the other Kshatri lists that are here. Yeah. So, okay. You have three Kshatri, uh, Fenrir, two Unicorn two of another one that's the water one that i don't quite know the name of that might be um tier limit kashatri yeah that's what it is then you have three rhino heart three sheeran two Havness, which is semi-limited and three merly three ash three max c which makes sense then you have a 
field spell that I, that I think that actually looks like Kshatri Tierlament. Not sure. Or Tierlament's Kshatri. Yeah. It's in Japanese. We can't read it. Yeah, it's, it's all in Japanese. In fact, I don't recognize any of the spell cards except for Primitive Planet Perlino. Book of Eclipse? Lunar Eclipse? Book of Lunar Eclipse, maybe? No, of, one second. Is that just Book of Eclipse? Uh, yeah, that's just regular old Book of Eclipse, it looks like. Is it really? If that's just regular old Book of Eclipse, that's whole... Because then it would flip all your monsters back face up if they get flipped back face... If they get flipped face down. Surely that can't be that big of an issue. All face-up monsters on the field to face down defense position. So it's another way to blank the field without sending monsters to the graveyard. Oh, during the end phase, flip them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because then it would flip them back up too? I was like... Yeah, no, it's just yeah, there it... to blank people's fields. Yeah. And then rip the field apart. Yeah. And then one talents, one instant fusion, one terraform terraforming, one set rotation, two... Three Imperms and two of... I guess that's... Scream, maybe? It's either Soliac or Crime. Okay. And then a pretty standard extra deck, including yeah. Exiton Knight. Again, I just... Ah! Exiton Knight is such a funny thing. All right, here's my favorite deck of the event, <laughs> which is Wat Kshatri. Now, um, yes, you heard that right. Wat. W-A-T-T. As in Watt Giraffe and Watt Cobra. Yes. So this deck list is on crack. Um, this dude, this dude. This was... dude knows something we don't. Mm-hmm. So he's playing. This dude's head was in some thunderclouds. Yeah. This dude's playing one Gamma Seal, two Alpha the Master of Beasts, one Pancratops, three uh, Fenrir, three Unicorn, two of a level four Fire Monster I don't recognize, Three Watt Giraffe, two Watt Cobra, three of another card I don't recognize, two of another card I don't recognize. I don't think, uh, I do not think this is a Watt card, but. No, but I recognize it for, as like a common here that people threw away. Yeah. Uh, three Maxi, one Kurikar, Divine Carnate, uh, three of one of the Kshatri cards, two of another one, two of another one, two Raigeki, two Lightning Storm. One Duster, one Talents, one Terraforming, three evenly matched. So he was playing, I kid you not, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, um, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, at least 16 going second cards. Yep. With like, just just a little Watt engine with Watt Cobra and Watt Giraffe. Just because, I guess. I don't think that's the Watt lock. And his extra deck was insane. Uh, Ab Literally, Jesus. Abyss Dweller, Evil Swarm, Exiton Knight. Again, Steel Swarm Roach, Tornado Dragon, B Baguska, Silent Honor Arc, one that I don't recognize, Utopia Lightning. Um, R Red, Red Eyes, Dark Flare, Dark Flare Metal Dragon. Yep. Big Eye, the Kshatri Rank 7, and Zeus. Zeus. And then also beat the BLS link because he can, and um, Nightmare Phoenix, just crazy. Here we have another top eight Kshatri tier limit list, and then pure Kshatri in uh, top eight as well. Running some cool tech cards like Forbidden Lance, which is I think is very cool. I wonder what the oh to keep your monsters from getting bucked, dude. It's so crazy 
when Book of Eclipse and Swords of Concealing Light is such an issue that you have to just like run, run lance. out, run Forbidden Lance just to out it. That's hilarious. That's insane. <laughs> I love it. Look, look, this is another top eight list. Uh, Tierlaman's Kshatri. Three playing, Book of Eclipse. Three Book of Eclipse. That's so five head. All right. Um, this is pure runic. It is running no uh, no monster cards. None. None. The only monster cards are in the extra deck. Yeah. It's almost all spells. Jesus. Yeah. It, it's about 25, 24 uh, runic cards. And then three, was that card of desire? Yeah. The one where it's a, where it's a guillotine? Yeah. Uh, three upstart goblin. He's playing three upstart goblin in a 42 card deck. Why don't you just take two of the upstarts out and have a 40 card deck? I don't know. And then three duality, two extravagance, a terraforming. Oh, no, that's desires. Desires, yeah. yeah it's two desires, dude. Terraforming. Wow. Uh, three skill drain and three drowning mirror force. Insane. People are just crazy. And we have some more top 16 list. More Kshatri Tierlament, more Kshatri Tierlament, and a Shiju Kshatri Tierlament, which is crazy because... A couple of the Ishizu cards are limited over there. Mm -hmm. Dinomorphia Kshatri, which is running a grand total of three Teresia, and that's the Dinomorphia engine. It's all they need. Yeah. And then, like, three Dinomorphia trap cards, and that's it. But this deck can run Shifter, and he's main decking Winter Cherries. Oh, my God. I guess he can't side it. Just absolutely insane just insane it's so chaotic i love it <laughs> the whole format over there is chaotic i love it so much just i'm a book your thing well i'm a not well i'm a forbidden lance my guy well i'm gonna blah 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 and it just is it's it's a whole lot of i'm gonna outsmart you're outsmarting of me outsmarting you yeah okay so we do also have a full metagame breakdown of the last week of the format so, this report tabulates the 107 top performing decks from 21 tournaments that were held in Japan, China mainland, Malaysia, Singapore, South Korea, and Vietnam in the last week of October. So, this information is about a week out of date, but we'll get another one soon. So, the metagame breakdown. 65% tier limit. It is tier 0 over there still. But, not by much. Yeah, but 16% of it is Kshatri. Which yeah. Kshatri tier limit is a huge amount of this. Yeah. Uh, 5% Labyrinth and 15% Other. So, you have 69 tier limit, which is 45 Ishizu Kshatri tier limit, 20 Kshatri tier limit, and 4 Ra Ishizu tier limit. So, 69 tier limits, very nice. 17 Kshatri, which is 15 Pure and 2 Dinomorphia. So... Okay, all right. So of the set of the sixty-five percent tier limit, you actually have all of the Kshatri tier limit are within that. All right. And then the Kshatri is separated by Kshatri and Dynamorphia Kshatri. So overall, you actually have thirty-seven plus forty-five, eighty-two Kshatri engines. That, which makes Kshatri as an engine tier zero. Yeah. Five Labyrinth, three Sprite Gishki, two Runic, 
one branded bestial one branded bestial despia one bestial luna one evil twin one fluanderese one grass tier limit thunder dragon punk bestial couldn't pick an engine so i decided to play them all one tree bestial buster blader which engine are you playing yes, yes. Uh, one Kshatri Scareclaw, one Lightsworn, one Megalith, and one Trivercade Lyralusk in the Year of Our Lord 2022. Yo. Which, for them, is basically the Year of Our Lord 2023. Yeah, yeah. As far as uh, our meta is concerned, anyway. Alright. Um, it's, it's our meta, but not... It is a possible future of our meta. Yeah. So, I would like to just put out there kind of the mental thoughts behind some of the decks so tier limits so a lot of them are running the bls link 4 which can be summoned using kashatri fenrir and tier limits kashatri giving it the ability such that your opponent cannot target with card effects also it cannot be destroyed by your opponent's card effects yep. and many players were caught out by it in the initial weeks because their builds weren't prepared for it so it was just murking people yeah similar to how crusadia avermax if you don't have a way to handle it right now you're gonna get got yeah, yeah, it's one of those cards that you they it's one it's definitely one of those cards that can very easily get you if like it's not a card you want to encounter and have to scramble to come up with something to out it. Yes. You're gonna fail. Yes. <laughs> so in the Kashatri tier limit deck, what you'll see is some players have cut out Keldo and Medora from the main deck, choosing instead to run Ghost Warner and Moonlit Chill. So, Moonlit Chill, its main advantage is the ability to be played on your own turn. It can be used to negate the opponent's tier limits Kaleido Heart or Rukalos or Protoplant Dragostopalia when they are summoned by tier limits monster graveyard effects on your turn, preventing them from disrupting your plays. And Moonlit Chill effect damage also opens up the opportunity to pull off an OTK that turn. Or when in time, should you need to. Right. More players are also running Mecha Phantom Beast Dragosack in the extra deck. Dragosack effective, uh, Dragosack's effect could special in two Phantom Beast tokens, which can then make Phantom, Mecha Phantom Beast Dragosack not be able to be destroyed by battle or card effects. This this allows Dragosack to survive battle, so it can be used to exceed summon AA Zeus Sky Thunder, which would then be able to take out BLS. So they summon Dragosack in attack mode, summon the two tokens, use it to attempt to crash into BLS, and then get rid of one of the tokens, and then main phase two, they go into Zeus and clear the BLS. That's crazy. That that Drago Sack is playable again. Yeah, I love Drago Sack. He's cool. When going first, the two Mecha Phantom Beast tokens are useful materials for an opening board. First Ooh. token is summoned with Tier Limits Merly to special summon, or the first token is used with Merly to special summon Elf, and then Sprite Elf would special summon Merly back. Which would then be used with the second token to link summon Sprite Sprint. Oh! And then during the opponent's turn, when another monster is special summoned, Sprint can be used as disruption by detaching an Xyz material from Drago Sack to bounce a monster on the field back to the hand. That so it's an end board. Synergy. Yeah. And then the latter week saw players running Underworld Gods of the Close, Gro- Close World in the extra deck to clear BLS and the arrival cybers at Ignister. It's an easier way to clear it. Yes. So, in Kshatri, um, they are running number 42 Galaxy Tomahawk in the side, in the extra <laughs> deck. Because it is not banned over there. So, it's used, being used to link summon the arrival Cybers at Ignister. 
They you they get tomahawk. They see summon in the extra monster zone, and its effect was special summon five battle eagle tokens. Then Galaxy Tomahawk and four Battle Eagle tokens would then be used to summon IP Mascarena, Link Spider, Security Dragon, and then together with the last Battle Battle Eagle tokens, they are used to summon a rival Cybers Attic Mister. Oh my god, a one card Arrival Cybers. Yep. God, I'm happy that card's banned. I know. I know. Some players have also been digging deep into the ancient cards, such as Mushroom Nam number two and Metal Morph for surprise text. Metal? I knew about Mushroom Man, but Metal Morph? Yes, but these gimmicks did not stand the test of time, and their effectiveness immediately drops off when the competitive scene is aware of them. So, For those who don't know, what, pe what they would do is that you would go through your whole combo line with uh, Tier Element without normal summoning. Uh-huh. You would, or Cassatcher Law, then you normal summon the Mushroom Man, in phase, activate his effect, pay 500 to give it to your opponent. Yeah. Now they, then they're in their standby. They burn for 300. Now they have a monster on board, so they can't summon any of their Cassatcher Law monsters. Yep. It's hilarious. Now, at the end of their turn, they can pay 500 to give it back to you. But it's during the end phase. Yeah. I don't know the metal. I don't get the metal, the metal morph. Okay, well, let's read Metal Morph and see if we can come up with it, uh, a reason. It gives you an attack boost, boost and it makes you immune to spell, spell cards. Okay, so. Metal Morph. Target one face-up monster on the field. Equip this card to that target against their attacking defense. If it, if it attacks, it gains attack equal to half the attack of the target during damage calculation only. Okay. It was in the anime it made you immune to spell cards. Well, to spells. I cannot come up with a reason that they'd be playing this at all. Oh, the attack, the attack gain. Maybe see it because when it attacks, it gains half the attack. It basically makes it able to clear literally anything, I guess. Just about. I don't know. That's a weird one. Yeah. All right. So let's hear some mailbag questions. What do you say? Yeah. All right. I don't know if we did these last time, so I'm going to kind of fly through some of these. All right. Ooh, gotta sneeze. Ooh. If Bill Belichick okay. played Yu-Gi-Oh, what deck, historical or current, would he play? Oh, the uh, the uh, uh, Ultra Athletes, UAs. Yo, that's kind of a big brain thought. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking something along the lines of Spiral because it's like very good, but it's very boring. Listen, listen. I could not tell you who that guy is. But when I heard the name, my brain went sport ball. I knew you were about to say sport ball. Ultra I knew athletes. you were about to say that. All right. Would you rather judge a tier Shizu mirror or eat a McRib? Eat a McRib. Caleb, unironically, very much enjoys and likes McRibs. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll be honest, I do not dislike McRibs. So I will also take the McRib. To be fair, there's not a lot of food I don't like. Yeah. Is Crawler scientifically the best deck? I have bad news for you scientifically no if you're talking about the, the the individual scientific mechanics or the scientific inspiration behind crawlers then still no yes what no crawlers is one of the coolest designs and uh, in, in uh, name inspirations other than that no it's garbage deck <laughs> Caleb, you can't give people hope. You have to rip off the band-aid. 
You have to rip off the band-aid. It is the most scientific deck. No. No, it's not. What's the most scientific deck then? Kemi Critters. That's fair. It's more chemistry, more of a specific. Gee, what is chemistry? Hold on, but that's a specific. Um, Take a shot, uh, drink every time Sunny disagrees with Caleb. Yeah, that's more of a specific discipline of science. Chemistry. Okay, what is crawlers then? That would be like, oh yeah, that'd be biology, which still. Fair enough. Actually, in that case, they're equal. Cool. Equality among the disciplines. Be sure to get your humanities in. You okay. need humanities for your scientist. Magical scientist FTK. That is that is not science. That is black magic parading <laughs> as science. <laughs> Alright, what do you think has been the toughest deck to pilot? Recently? Uh, it doesn't say recently. It just says... Oh. Toughest deck. I don't know. I mean, Ishizu Tournament's way up there. Yeah, it's it's a very five-headed deck, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, personally, I think that some of the more intricate combo decks we've seen throughout the game are kind of tough to pilot. Oh, like the um, uh, Cyberstein FTK that uses, like, Reprodocus and... Well, not even that. I mean, something along the lines of like Infernoble or oh, fair. even even Eldlich and Adam Emancipator at that time. Yeah. Decks that it's just there's so many different ways to get to combo. If if I had to pick a single deck though, it would probably be Shizu Tier Element because there's just so much going on. Yeah, potentially. Just in the res, like you activate one card and during the resolution. All kinds of things are going are going to go are going to go on. I I will also say, if you play mirror matches of some of the best decks of oh. all time, I'm talking Ishizu Tiger, Dragon Ruler, Plant Synchro in around 2011, even uh, Goat format like yeah. actual Goat control. Um, if you take say Teladad things like that. Any of these decks, if you take and do just card for card identical list mirrors, you will definitely know who the better player is. Play ten matches, and you'll mm -hmm. you'll know who the better duelist is. Not once you play enough matches to get rid of variants. Yeah, you you will know who the better player is. I guarantee yeah, you. Yeah, it's yeah. Unless one person's just incredibly unlucky, that but. That's part of trying to grow the variants. Trying to. Yeah. Doesn't always work. How do you handle knowing your deck will eventually become obsolete? I cry about it every night. And every day. No, just every night. Okay, he cries at night. I cry at day. You have Dusk and dawn, we alternate. Yeah, no, 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 no. I do it for efficiency reasons. Okay. I do not have time in the day to cry. I do. So I say... Fuck you. I save it all <laughs> for the end. And just cry yourself straight to sleep. Yes. Gotcha. I just cry very softly all the way throughout the day. <laughs> it's, it's not like it's not like that hard, like hyperventilating, snotty nose just crying. That, just, just that one tear. Yeah, yeah, just that one manly tear going down your face. Just going down the road. 
one tier. Yeah. Walk up to a customer. Are you crying? No. Nope. <laughs> Allergies. Allergies are rough right now. You should go, no. Throw the package at him. Run back to your truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Actually, though, a real answer. It's not always easy knowing that if I spend five hundred dollars building when I built Sword Soul, I didn't think I was gonna get a year's worth of play out of Sword Soul. No. And it hasn't been the best deck this whole time. It hasn't been competitive the entire time. Uh, around April, when it was the Prank Kids, yeah, um, Prank Kids Adventure deck. The Sword Soul deck wasn't that competitive at that time. Sword Soul boards did not interact well with the adventure and with the adventure engine. So overall, it wasn't that great. But as you get on into other formats where your deck kind of rotates back in, mm -hmm. then you just kind of have to know when the timing is right. And eventually, what I'm doing is. I'm getting all of the cards together. That way, when the next thing comes out that I want to play, I have everything ready to go and I can play that for a while. Yeah. And once you do that long enough, you can rotate enough decks that at any given time, you have three or four decks to play. And sure, your deck might become obsolete, but you still, there might come a time when it comes back in the meta all of a sudden. Right. Absolutely. And, hey, look at that. I still have all my stuff just sitting there. I only need to get like two cards. Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, listen, you don't have to play the most up-to-date meta deck at yeah. all the time. If everybody played top-of-the-meta stuff at all times, 99% of matches right now would be a Shizu Tier Mirrors. But we don't have that. We have the, Fluandries. We have Madolce. Yeah, we have Draco so, Slayer all topping the most recent event. The, the thing, though, is that if everybody play, if everyone did do that, every format would be Tier 0. Because no one would ever play anything that isn't the best deck in the room, period. Some formats aren't like that. Some formats Fair. have six decks that somebody could say, this is the best deck. I mean, that's, over the summer, true. you could point to Sword Soul and say it. You could point to Despia and say it. You could point to, at one point, you could point even to Marincess and say that it was a great deck. But Not I, the best. Not Marincess, no. Yeah, I don't think it was ever the best. But there, the solid. point is... It's a very solid pick. And the point is that there's a time... When you can point to like three or four different decks and say this is the best deck and make a compelling argument. Yeah, but even then, I think a lot of those times, if you sit down and really think about it, it's like, well, why is this deck good? Oh, because it beats this matchup. Well, why is that deck good? Oh, because it beats this matchup. Yeah. Oh, well, why is that deck good? Oh, because it beats. At, at some point, it becomes whether it becomes not something is the best deck and more it has the best matchups. Yeah. And then it becomes the best deck. And then something else has a better matchup against it, and it's yeah, not the best because, deck. Yeah, it become, at that point, then it becomes kind of a revolve. If, again, if 100% of the player base sticks to just the best deck, those kinds of formats would just become this revolving door of every weekend, the next deck just revolving to another tier zero deck. Right. For like three months. Yes. Okay, so that will wrap it up for today's <gasps> episode of the podcast. It becomes like what, like the way Goat format is right now. Yeah, just revolving between the same three decks over and over, yep. and over again. <laughs> I love the sound you made during the. <gasps> you like had a realization in, like live. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. Be sure to tune in for Friday's episode. It's yeah. going to be a very, very 
good one. You are not going to want to miss it. Be sure to be tune hot. in. Have all your friends tune in. It's going to be awesome. Also, if you are enjoying the content, be sure to like and subscribe here on YouTube if you're on YouTube. And if you're on iTunes or Spotify, go ahead and follow us or subscribe or whatever the button is on the platform that you're on. And if you are on YouTube, leave us a comment down below. We would love to get more feedback. We would love to get more podcast questions of the day. And if you're not in our Discord server, be sure to join Discord server because that's always the first place that we go for episode ideas, for podcast questions of the days, or well, mailbag questions is what we call it now. Yeah. Mailbag questions, all of that. So be sure to join our Discord server, check out our affiliate links as well as our sponsor links. And until next time, have a great week, everybody. Take care, everybody. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps to detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.